This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, footy heads and jumper washers, the tide has finally turned. The summer infernos that started in July are finally doused. Nature is back in its box. Footy lovers, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our drought-blighted, flood-drenched land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to dump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on, and pat down for bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nilsson. Let her rip, HG. Yes, uh, TF Mark Cedric has been sump AO torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power and the passion. Caught there of the sumpster, camped in the bludging on the blindside, soundproof booth. Applying the correct protocols, of course, of distance, etc., at the ABC Grandstand HQ. The Sumpster has asked me at the top of the spray to take a minute and remind everyone that the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava 2020 blow is on beginning on May the 9th. That's right, the blow's on May the 9th. The blow is the night's principal annual fundraising activity. And uh, this year, with COVID-19 on the rampage, a very special blow has been organised. Now, bludgers may remember that last Saturday when fractious Bruce Woodus stepped up and blew the the post, that is the last post on the horn right after the dawny, he went virally mad. Uh, Most of you downloaded his blow. Uh, probably watched it several hundred times since. As you recall, Fractious Bruce has been camped in the Rooting King Lodge horse float, learning the baritone on baritone sax online since the plug was pulled on his uh, career as a jockey recently. Well, this week he's back and he has mastered the William Tell Overture by Rossini. Uh, Bruce has the Lone Ranger arrangement of the Tell Overture under his belt and he's offering to play it 100,000 times for charity with the Knights being the beneficiary. You can see the kid in action, egg him on and donate at the Knights or to the Knights at hi-ho-silver forward slash balaclava.com. Job keepers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and footy season 2020 for another blast of boot festivities, frenzies and frolics, buffs, Right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders, looking for another role and mad football freaks. H.G. Norson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. Well, what a week, my very good friends. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is simply barely enough. And like you... I am really loving this less is more approach to the world of sport. Just a couple of looseners to get us going. The Benny Mellon punting saga takes another twist with Ben booting home the horse at the centre of the stewards' inquiry, Orleans Rock, at Sandown on Wednesday. I mean, this has got so many twists and turns, I I don't know where to look. It's just incredible. The horse is still in action. Benny's still in action. Yet he's at the centre of a stewards' dispute. Go figure. That's modern racing. Now, the New Zealand Warriors outdoor, outback. Australian camping trip is now on. 
Bikes, guns and visitors all included. They become Class A, as Neil Zong told just in the last couple of hours. Class A citizens uh, are given a licence to roam. Uh, that's just come through from the PM's office and Soot Morrison will be on the show later to explain all. And the World Surf League proposes a radical solution to this year's Swampside action, a two-in-the-water granny. A big Watusi for surfing. Uh, this will decide the world title. It goes to show what you can do when you own the whole sport, lock, stock and barrel. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step out and have a go to get a go. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement to get the blindside barge away from the wharf. Let's talk to a man who cannot be named as he is the go-to man for rugby league biosecurity. Sure, it's an Idaho degree. I've had a look at it. It's great. He got it for about $15,700. It's just fantastic. In fact, today he's appearing on the bludge with a paper bag over his head so as he'll avoid recognition. His real identity is known only to the league supremo, Peter Volandis, and Commissioner Pierce. But his 19-pronged biosecurity plan for keeping all players, referees, club officials and club members safe from the curse of COVID will be revealed in a webinar, that's right, a webinar, Monday at 9.30. This club action plan includes the construction of the Stanley Eggins Hospice exclusively for rugby league. This purpose-built facility will have a 900-bed ICU capacity and will be based in Terminal 3 at Sydney Airport. Sadly, with uh, COVID lockdown, bugger all is going through Sydney Airport and there's so much great space going to waste and if anything should happen, anywhere in Australia can be flown straight into Sydney and looked after in the most appropriate and professional manner. The Stan Egan's Hospice, I mean, what a way to honour a man who treated rugby league victims of the Spanish flu with Terps and Milk a century ago. Remember, these were digs. These were digs. They'd been to Gallipoli. They'd just got back from the war and they were desperate to get league going again. They'd do anything. That was the world's best practice then, the Terps and Milk. Just as today, a nip and pint of clean lavender or lime is considered today's world best practice in COVID-19. Roy, can we get the blindside uh, bunny on in motion by simply asking, what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Do Yes, thank you very, 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 very much, H.G. Nelson. A week for believers who can see a little bit of normalcy. Now, it's not often I listen to Nathan Buckley, but I have this week. This is the, uh, what I describe as the Collingwood hard man. The Collingwood hard man said he's had enough of COVID-19. Has he? He's had enough. What's he's he- had enough. He wants normalcy back. Right. Normalcy. What does that mean? Well, normalcy, being normal, HG, but just being bloody normal. And uh, a few rugby league players have decided it's time for you know to take Nathan Buckley's call for normalcy to arms, literally, and that is with a little bit of bloody normal hunting, fishing, and shooting. God Almighty! I can't rugby league players who are naturally risk takers. Yes, you forget they're naturally. We want them to be risk takers. They need to be risk takers. Ah. I mean, Nate Miles's head. I mean, I rest my case. That's the sort of risk involved. Nate Miles's head. Is well, that you, normal, well, Nate Miles's well, of course head? Of it's, it's normal. It's normal to avoid it. <laughs> now, um, all right, okay, they're, all right, all right. The police are involved. There are questions being asked. Sure, right. the gun was unregistered, unlicensed. Sure, the, the bikes were unregistered, unlicensed. Sure, 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 sure. But... 
Surely we've got to encourage rugby league players just to be themselves just a little bit. I mean, is it that too big an ask in this day and age, what with normalcy breaking out all over the place? Now, Nathan Cleary, the the story gets weirder and weirder. Who were these girls? I know. What were they doing what in the house? What were they doing in the house? I know. Why did they think, oh, well, we're waiting for an Uber here. Hey, doesn't Nathan live there? Hello, Nathan, we're here. We're just waiting for an Uber. Yeah, come on in, girls. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the lounge. Yeah, I'm on it. Hey, we're all on it. Well, that's normal. You can see how that would happen. But when we get to the TikTok business, well, I've had a look at it and I think, well... Could this be done in 10 minutes? They were there for 10 minutes and 10 minutes only because the Uber was on its way. This is the story. Now, I've had a look at the TikTok. You could easily do that in 10 minutes. Easily. I mean, the choreography's not, I mean, it's not Graham Murphy, for God's sake. And these are skilled people. These are skilled people. They knew the moves. He Uh, knew the moves. moves. There was no rehearsal. They just, it was was natural, Mm. organic. You know, phone came up. Camera on, let's do it. And they did it. All right, enough said. Enough said. That could have been done in 10 minutes. So I, 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 I believe him implicitly. I believe him. Now, Peter Vlanders, the hard man of rugby league, or what used to be known as rugby league, has decided to rebrand rugby league as rugby league. Now, uh, if we listen carefully to Peter speaking now, I think you'll see what I'm getting at. Australia without rugby league is not Australia. Well, I agree with that. I just didn't realise that the game's name had been changed. Rugby league. To rugby league. That's all right. I I can accept it. But I just think there should have been a little bit of, I don't know, consultation with with members of the public. You know, with, with the players, with, with administrators, the with, the, with the fans. The fans. The fans. We haven't had a say in this. No. But that's that's Philanders, isn't it? I mean, he just mm. leads from the front. Mm. He's dragged everyone over the line. He's now dragged Palaszczuk over the line. We've got our Class A citizenship for rugby league players. Rugby. HG, rugby league players. Sorry. God, I've got to get it rugby right. Rugby league. Rugby league. Thank you, Peter. All right. I, I suppose it's not that hard to get your head around. <laughs> I quite like it. It differentiates oh. the, the the code from rugby union, which now looks really old-fashioned. It does. They've yeah, got to get a name change. Well, I, I've got, well, these captains, once they get yeah, involved, the, I'm sure they'll be changing it to rugby union <laughs> just to give it a sort of pop currency, Volanders style. Anyway, a pay dispute has erupted with Cam Smith and the Players Association claiming there's no consultation. They don't know how much money they're getting. They, they just know they're not getting as much as they were. God almighty, if they love rugby league, they would play for nothing. They'd just play for the love of the game, wouldn't they? I would. I would. Mm. I would. I mean, you never asked back in the day what you were getting. If you were slung a couple of bucks at the end of the game... Here's, here's, you know, one pound twelve, you know, one pound and two shillings. Roy, you played pretty well. You think, great, that'll do me. And I bloody got to play as well. It was just a bonus. Ah. You didn't play for money. No. You played for love. Mm. You played for the love of the game, the spirit of the game. And because well, it was Australia. Rugby league back then. And it was Australia, Roy, you forget that. I know. 
I know. Anyway, the FFA has appointed a new advisory panel. Oh, I always hate it when they invite, when anyone appoints a new advisory panel. You think, why? What's wrong? The pace is pretty good. The game's going well. Anyway, it includes names like Mark Bosnich, Mark Viduka, Frank Farina, Paul Ocon. No mention of Harry Kuehl. No. No mention of Craig Johnston. No. I mean, I, that, that would have been the first two I would have asked if I was looking for a new review panel with the instructions to revolutionise the direction of the code. They're going to change the name? To what? Rugby soccer? <laughs> well, that could work. I hadn't thought of that. Give it that Vlanders flourish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> rugby league. Rugby league, rugby soccer. Now, Cricket Australia... Oh, hang on. Just before we leave, we leave that. Uh, referring to now to Rugby Union, the newly oh, yes. coined rugby, rugby Union. Now, questions asked as to, as to what the complaining letter-writing captains actually want. This is the far, far Jones mob. Yeah. That clown. Mm. What oh, yeah. do they want? What is their plan? Yeah. I tell you what their plan is, just destruction. Just to tear it down. Tear down the house. Right. Set fire to it. It's a disgrace. Thanks very much. Absolute disgrace. They don't know what they want. They haven't got a clue. Now, Cricket Australia is, uh, has announced the 20 players being offered contracts. Little Uzi Kawaja has missed out, unfortunately. And I wonder if it might have been wise to include Sean Marsh in the 20 as insurance. Just as insurance. I can tell you this, I can tell you this for nothing. Nobody wants the indignity of being dropped for Sean Marsh. <laughs> Just having him there, grim reminder. Ready to step up, <laughs> should you? Pillow. <laughs> I'm going to score some runs. I'm determined to score runs. Otherwise, you know. Knock, knock, knock. There he is, the poison dwarf. I think we're going to bring in Sean for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Now, world number three, that is uh, Dominic Thiem, who used to be sort of liked in Australia. This is tennis I'm speaking of. He sort of wormed his way, warmed his way to the hearts of the Australian, you know, tennis-loving community. Well, he's got them all. He's got everyone offside. He's refused to support struggling tennis players as, you know, the one, two, three in the world have done. He might be four in the world. Now I think about it team. Anyway, uh, he's described these players, you know, between 700 and 500 ranked in the world, he's described them as unprofessional losers. I know. I, I, I just oh, had to stop there. I just cannot believe that. And all of a sudden I saw the name Verstappen. Yeah, I, yeah don't bloody raise that name. I don't want to meet the bloke. I've never met the bloke. I don't want to have anything to do with the bloke. He makes me vomit. Make of that what you will. Harness Racing is committed to zero emissions by 2050. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. And remember, if you want to get in touch with the show, just simply go to Roy and HG. That's Roy A-N-D-H-G at abc.net.au. That's Roy and HG at abc.net.au. Now. You know, it's weird how these things go. You know, a hundred years ago, we were fighting, fighting Spanish flu just after we fought the, um, you know, obviously the Turks at yes. Gallipoli. Yeah. But now we have another flu yeah. pandemic. 
Uh, we're seeing Rugby League mm. as a way out of this mm. and uh, the Class A, first of the Class A's are coming. Although I understand that Palaszczuk, the Premier in Queensland, yes. has given permission for the Titans, uh, the uh, obviously the Broncos and the... Um, um, the FNQ Cowboys. Thanks very much. The I FNQ. think they're all Class A considered now. Any, anyone who was a first grade rugby league player is automatically Class A citizen. And they're able to roam around. There was some suggestion, yeah. uh, suggestion that the Premier of Queensland might be a bit resistant to no, having the no, boys. No, she was dragged over the line. Dragged kick, over the kicking line. Kicking and screaming as uh, skid marks. I mean, I mean to take your hat off to Volandis. He gets people over the line, doesn't he? He, he does. He's very forceful in his negotiations. Uh, very, um, you know, uncompromising, you'd have to say. Now, um, I w- wanted to ask about the biosecurity arrangements for the uh, Tamworths. Yes. Camp, mm-hmm. but have you? I know you've got a reception committee working up there, and yes. you know, will the guns and the bikes and the the uh, people popping into the facility, friends and family yes. popping into the facility, is that all organised? So it is being organised. Normal, HG. normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> pardon me. I, I believe the uh, the equipment you're talking mm. about is being steam cleaned, you know, and put in lockdown in readiness for the warriors once they arrive. And what have you got planned by way of a bivouac, uh, say 30 or 40 kilometres outside Tamworth in some of that mm-hmm. great country up there, that yep. New England Rangers, fantastic yes. area of Australia. It is a beautiful People area. who haven't yep. been there should make yep. a beeline there yep. because you won't be able to travel overseas. Yeah. Look, I think we'll start with a barbecue and a few beers. Yeah. And uh, then... Uh, horse riding, maybe? Horse, horse, well, horse riding in the morning, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a little bit of trail bike riding, then a little bit of fishing, and then uh, we'll get the guns out, I suppose, and uh, have a bit of a blast. Uh, maybe we'll line up some cans or bottles or something like that for the players to have a bit of a go at, and then maybe a few beers, and then maybe uh, back, on the back, bikes. back on the bikes, and maybe then maybe another barbecue and a few beers, and then... Uh, Discuss stories, you know. Um, around the campfire? Around the campfire, stories, sharing yep. sharing stories and then plans, <coughs> pardon me, and ambitions. And Plans uh, and ambitions. <coughs> yes. Yeah, one game at a time, that sort of thing, ball handling. Week by week proposition. Week by, yeah. And should the worst happens, well, you know, I, I apologise. Mm-hmm. You, you'll have written statements saying, I've let my jumper down, I've yes. let my code down, <coughs> I've let my family down, I've let New Zealand yes. down, I've yes. let the Anzac tradition down, that sort of thing, right. which will resonate. And resonate how, to make use, how to make use of social media properly and don't fall into the trap of doing something stupid, filming yourself and putting it on social media. I mm-hmm. mean, that's got to be the lesson of this week. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get up to the TikTok stuff, you know, if, if say, some women should arrive in, into camp, um, which may, yeah, it's possible. It, it well, is that possible. could be normal now. It could be normal. Um, if they're Class A, they might be described as, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know where, well, I do, but I'm not allowed to say. No. Now, but, okay, don't film it, or if you film it, keep it, keep it to yourself and just share it with a couple of mates. Mm-hmm. But don't put it on social media because you get busted. I know. People are looking. Other people at it. find out. I know. It's just it's just too big a risk. Now. Yes, yes. And remember, of course, is they've had a bit of a kerfuffle this week. And do you feel as though the code is on its final? Mm. What would I call it? It's on the precipice that yeah. if something else happened, it could fall over the cliff? Or do you think there's a fairly big tolerance now in the Australian community with people like Nathan Look, Buckley, I, respected I think the mo- people, yes, yes, calling I, for I, normalcy? I think the momentum is now too hard to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's not the message I'd be telling the players. No, obviously you know, otherwise, not. you know, if they get wind of that, they'll yeah. just go crazy. They'll deregister the bikes. They will. 
<laughs> they, they will. They'll be take, taking the rego <laughs> off their cars and <laughs> tooting around. around with, you know, shotguns out the back window, that sort of stuff. Now, I, I don't want to encourage that at all. No. We're not greenlighting normal mayhem and madness. We're not. We just want normalcy. Okay, coming to normalcy, can yeah. I raise an issue with you, and I know we've addressed this many, many times with blogs and, mm. you know, rugby league is a game based on hatred. Yes. Uh, a game based on disliking the opposition. Yes. Yes. Is that going to be part of this new rugby mm. league mm. competition? Yeah. Because... Well, Vlanders is going to cherry-pick the best from the past in the, you know, the pre-COVID world and drag it into the post-COVID world, mm-hmm. uh, I would assume. And, and hatreds and feuds and mistrust... All of these things that are part and parcel with the, as we described last week, as the nuance, nuance. Of, of rugby league um, or rugby league, that's that, that'll certainly come across. So Manly yeah. will still hate Parramatta and Canterbury. Oh, yes. Dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't go, feel if you're a Manly fan you've got to start loving Parramatta. You don't. No. Now, you get the total package with rugby league. Mm. You know, you can't have, you can't cherry pick as you so yeah. accurately used there. Mm. You can't cherry pick no. the good. No. And drop the bag. Well, culture's culture, isn't culture, it? Thanks very much. Culture's culture. culture. So, now, let, now, let's assume the bridge is being built and we're crossing the bridge now. The foundation's been poured yeah, for the, the other side, yeah. the plinth and all of that. Yeah, and, and the, the hunt statue's been organised. All of that, yeah, yeah, all of that. Um, so on this other side, this new world order we're looking at, HG, where it looks like Australia and New Zealand, we're, we're going to be an elimination block where the virus has been defeated mm-hmm. in this new world. Uh, we're going to have the the old passions, the old hatreds, the old madness, and I, for one, can't wait no. to uh, to see a couple of rugby league players arrested for doing something. You think, oh, whoa, here we are. It's normal. <laughs> We've arrived. <laughs> the 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side. You know, in the old days, people saw rugby league mm. as an attempt at world peace through violence. Yes, they did. An attempt to as join... A, as a poultice in a, a way. A poultice, that's right. You're absolutely right. To draw yeah. out the bad. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Now, are we saying that's going to be possible? Oh, yeah. I think Still? so. I think so, HG, yeah. And we, if it wasn't, if people... I don't mean to, you know, mm. went silly and decided to do something else, and I'm not sure what... I, I, I am, I'll have to imagine what it's going to be. Yeah. Will Volanda step in and say, oh, no, it's no good, good boys. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is right by leg. Yeah. You know, meaning... Yeah. Well, we're we want to see... see that, that hasn't been tested yet. We know we know that that uh, Peter Volanda's can drag people kicking and screaming Across over the, the line. line. Yeah, well, that's you know, he's given. dragged Nine over the line, Palaszczuk yeah. <laughs> over the line, Berejiklian over the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Probably. know how he's going with Daniel Andrews. Yeah. Daniel Andrews seems to be a harder nut, nut to crack because yeah. uh, we don't know what the status is, Class A or otherwise, of the Melbourne Storm. That's an excellent question. We I can't help know. you there. No, I know. No one can. See, uh, the I mean, idea that's, that... that's the question no one's been prepared to answer. Hmm. Because there, are, does the storm need to 
uh, relocate to Albury. To, to Albury, yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay, so we've got that. Now, what worries me also is this pay dispute. Now, I uh, thought that the pay yeah. had already gone down a lot. Yeah, I did too. Now it's kind of gone back up to 80%. Right. That's what the figures yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I've yeah, got. Yeah. 80% percent But the Players, Players Association haven't been consulted in this matter, no. HG, it would seem. It seems as if uh, Peter Vlanders is not what I call a great consulter. He's more a, a this dragger. is what you're going to do. Yeah. No, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, which is we probably g- what you need in times of war. <laughs> true, true. Don't you? No. Yeah, you don't want you, people... You don't negotiate in no, times no, of war. Time. It's just do it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and if you need somebody to shout at him, yeah. Vlanders is a very good person. Yeah, he is. Looks. He is. Um, now, is. look, can I just he come is. back again to the problems of... It's just occurred to me with Volanders and his language, HG, that it may be to do with his relationship with the word why. If you look at his name, Volanders, the why becomes a diphthong, doesn't it? And maybe wherever he sees a why, as in rugby, it becomes, he thinks, oh, Volanders, rugby becomes a diphthong as well. I don't, I don't know. No, I'm just fascinated. interested in the linguistics of what's oh, going on here. Absolutely It is fascinating, fascinating but I like it. Mm. But, but knowing Peter, it would be a conscious thing to rebrand without con- 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 consultation. Now, this is it. Can I go on the other side here mm. a bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, players have families, young families. They like to see the kids at night and tuck them yes. into bed and read a bit of spot to them before they fall to sleep sure. and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Or where the wild things are, those sort yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now... That's a big ask for them to go away from this for a, a, a patch of time which might end up, yeah, should you yeah, make it to the big dance, by a substantial amount of time. HG, you 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 alluded to the spirit of Anzac. Spirit of Anzac. Now, ah. when the diggers went to yeah, Gallipoli, mm. they didn't take family. No. This is an excellent point you make here, Roy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they, they were dedicated soldiers. They, they were yeah. there, just the team, And so this comes back to your opening remarks where... To play rugby league yes. is a is the blessing. It's a blessing. You know, it's a calling. A call. <laughs> it's a calling. It's a vocation. It's a vocation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You uh, do it for nothing. You do it. You do it for nothing. Just yes. to run out there in shorts and boots. <clears throat> yes, and um, uh, think, uh, bloody hell, if I come off with a busted collarbone. Yep, yeah, so, so be it. <laughs> The AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes, Roy, now, one thing that worries me here is given that we've got a few Class A's roaming around already and more arriving tomorrow, mm-hmm. and this was started last week, as you recall, at the... Uh, the grand, uh, sorry, at the Dorney, mm. where um, Kerry Stokes showed up. Well, and I think he was the original Class A citizen. And then during the week, obviously, Twiggy got Class Twiggy A. Forrest. Twiggy so Forrest. Yeah, so West Australian so, millionaires appeared to be the only Class A's there for a little while. Now we have quite a lot coming tomorrow with the Warriors. And yeah. there's obviously a team and support staff. And 36 of them, I believe. 36, actually. okay. 36 Class A's are arriving. And then we've got... Tomorrow and taken straight to Tamworth. Yeah. Now we've got Class A's already ticketed mm-hmm. in Queensland. Queensland, yes. Who can roam about. Yep. I mean... Yeah. You understand where this is going? I mean, won't other people who aren't Class A start getting guns out and standing, you know, Parliament steps like they do in America? Oh, Michigan style. Michigan style. Yeah. You know? Look, there might be a bit of, bit of blowback in that in that regard, perhaps. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't encourage it. No, 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 no. I'm I not think the people have just got to accept that, oh, well, I'm not Class A. So uh, what? 
Yeah, I don't play rugby league. I don't league. play rugby league. And That's I'm not, like I'm, not, I'm not a West Australian millionaire. Yeah. Now, can we come to your work with the rugby league and the biosecurity? Mm. How are you going with it? And are you – I know you got the webinar on Monday at 9.30. Yeah. Are you happy things are – Oh, couldn't couldn't be happier, HG. Yes. I mean, this is just a dream. I mean, two, three weeks ago, people thought it was impossible when Class A was first raised as an issue. Is it possible to have Class A citizens in Australia who, are, you know, have the, the the right to do whatever they want, go whatever they whatever they like, whatever they like? Whenever people thought that was just madness, <laughs> but now it's almost normal. normal. Harness Racing is committed to zero emissions by 2050. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Roy, um, listen, a weird thing's happened. You know, we were talking last week about scones and we, we did were. get quite a correspondence about it. And I hope I can mm. get my hands on all the correspondence needed. Well, people have had so much time for cooking. Exactly. <laughs> now, can I point out that Matty Moran bobbed up in one of the um, uh, Murdoch press this week oh, with yes. a, a spread, a scone spread. Yep. This is following on from your comments about how you can make them easily because you have techniques yeah. and a very simple method. Yeah. Now, people have yep. complicated Don't overwork method. it. Yeah, don't, exactly, don't exactly. Now, this is, yeah. this is difficult because these suggestions mm. I'm going to make now really overwork the concept. Mm. So, Maddie's got double cheese and mustard plowman scones. Mm. Now, I'll, I'll say that most of the ingredients are given, but then he moves on, as in flour, etc. Mm. two spring onions thinly sliced, a tablespoon of uh, – tablespoon, it might be a teaspoon of smoked paprika. Uh, in a scone. In a scone. See? He's such an idiot, Moran, isn't he? I mean, you take something that's wonderful, like a scone, uh, even a cheese scone can be beautiful, a lovely savoury scone, nothing like a nice cheese scone. But to imagine putting, for a start, paprika into a scone, I mean, that's just madness. Then he moves on to coarsely grated uh, vintage <coughs> ches- cheddar, yeah. finely grated parmesan, mm. plus extra to scatter. Then he goes back to uh, a teaspoon of English hot mustard to serve. Ham, pickled onions. To serve? I know. What, have mustard instead of butter? I mean, what a clown. Now, then he, now can I just ask you to imagine the basic recipe? Then we move on to Vegemite and cheese scones. So you get the basic thing. You, you this know, is Moran again. Moran, yeah. Oh, a teaspoon of Vegemite at room temperature. Then you have 125 grams of coarsely grated vintage, vintage cheddar. Mm. Now, then you go on and then it gets weirder. Oh, no. Lemon and fennel scones with hot smoke. Oh, no, trout. he's having a lend of us. He's having a lend of us. No one makes that. I mean, you wouldn't feed that to a dog, would you? Okay, normal basic things. Then you get two and a half teaspoons of toasted fennel seeds, <sighs> two teaspoons of coarsely chopped dill. Dill? Yeah, and then you get onto your zest of lemon. Now, I'm all for zest I'm of lemon. I'm all for zest of lemon. I know, who is it? If used judiciously. Now. But not with fennel seeds. Right. Then at the God end. God almighty, that's sort of scones 101. Then wait for it. You pre- have you got the bucket handy? Because then it moves on to 150 grams of coarsely flaked hot smoked ocean trout oh. and you serve with salmon roe, open brackets, optional, closed brackets. Oh, no. Madness, isn't it? It is madness. I now, mean, if you had a lovely piece of fish, the last thing you think of doing is saying, oh, I've got this beautiful bit of fish with a bit of roe. Ha, let's make a scone. <laughs> 
Honestly, Moran. Now, I did notice in correspondence that there was a little bit of um, discussion about the use of lemonade in the making of scones. Oh, dear. Now, Maddie's caught up with this. No surprises. So you've got the basic things. One yeah. cup lemonade. Yeah. One cup pure thin cream plus extra to brush, brush. Then you put your icing sugar in, finely grated zest of lemon, which we approve, and so on. And then you make lemon curd, obviously, and mm. more cream. Now, right. lemonade right. as a... As a ingredient in yeah, the scone. Yeah. Well, that sort of carbonated water is often used, as if you're making a tempura. It can, oh, be, it can right. be most okay. effective. As in you're making a batter for yes, yeah, things yeah. to be dipped into. That's it. right. That's right. And it gives it that uh, airiness, mm-hmm. uh, which is really lovely, and crispiness. But to imagine that that's going to work in a scone, it won't. You're bludgeon on the blind side with the champs of the cutout pass, Roy Slaven and H.G. Nelson. Now... I noticed this week, H.G., that uh, Curtis... Yeah, Curtis is coming back. Well, Curtis may well come back, but he had a terrific week uh, on MasterChef this week. He has a Michelin hat for the first time. Does he? Yeah. I think it's his Los Angeles restaurant. Right, and, and did they say he had a signature dish like Oh, I can't help you there. Or is it the whole restaurant? I, well, I, I think the restaurant has been given a Michelin hat. Now, I don't know if standards have slipped across the world when it comes to hat giving from the Michelin people, but I don't think so. So it's a real feather in the cap, isn't it, for, for Curtis? Now, isn't this interesting because you and I have been advocating for something to do with cooking and rugby league yes. and lockdown. Yes, I mean, yep. Yep. Tamworth. Warriors. Yes. You know, all of a sudden, what can the boys do? What can the boys do? I mean, they're going to be there a long time and they've got to cook up something that will get them through 80 minutes of rugby league. Rugby yeah. league? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't see any problem with that. I can see the blokes in Tamworth. They'll get out and they'll do a bit of pigging to begin with. Oh, well, obviously. They'll catch a couple of pigs and set start your fire. Stick, stick through the middle. Yeah, you mean hungry style? Hungry style, maybe. With your or rotisserie style. Oh yeah, somebody gives the players something to do to yeah. keep rolling. Keep rolling that pig, Tubby. Sort of thing, you know. While I'm, I get some scones together. I've caught a fish. <laughs> now, uh, look. One thing that worries me slightly in the pay disputes here is, are we saying? Mm. That rugby league, I mean, I know your principle and you're very principled about it, about playing for nothing because you love the game and it's yeah. Australia and what happened in Gallipoli and all that sort of yeah, stuff and yeah. Anzacs and yeah. we're back to that point and Terps and Milk being the cure. Yeah. I understand all of that. But speaking on behalf of the players briefly, they mm. don't get a big window to earn money playing sport because uh, age is and time is a killer. Sure, sure. So sure. I was taken by a discussion between the players' boss, Paul Marsh, this is in the AFL, mm. And Collingwood President Eddie Maguire over his attack on the unions, what he described as extreme portrayal of the AFL's contentious hubs plan. Mm -hmm. Now, the outspoken Poe's boss and member of the AFL's coronavirus war cabinet, I didn't realise the AFL had a coronavirus war cabinet. Wow. I don't know who else is in there with that. Is that part of Jim Molan's... Well, war, sports war cabinet? I I would say somebody seconded from Molan's cabinet to the... AFL cabinet. Uh, okay. Is Peter Beattie on that cabinet? He would be. He would be, yeah. Yes. Yep. Said 20-week hub option was not even on the table. This is Eddie, according, yep. um, declaring dismissively the discussions about the makeup of the 2020 season were now taking place at the adults' table. Oh. 
and okay. Paul Marsh representing the players. The players are no longer adults in this. Ah. So you don't get to say about how much you're going to earn. No. You don't get to say about where you're going. You don't get yeah. to say about your families or stuff. We'll make all those decisions. Right. Now this. So they're being patronised, aren't patronized. they? Patronised. Yeah. Uh, now AFL uh, AFLPA president Patrick Paddy Dangerfield also defended the union's contact, that's Paulie Marsh. He said players were pushing for shorter stints in hubs if they had to go into them. Mm. We've only been pre- presented one option so far and it's quite clearly that it's the worst case scenario for the AFL, but it's also incumbent on them to find a way for us to restart the season. Yep. Now, we've got players that have got kids on the way. There's just no so many different personal circumstances. They're all different. And if players weren't include themselves, uh, we've just got to be really understanding why. As in if it's beyond, you know, obviously yeah. just a player turning up to play. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. and the money is the thing that worries me, is that uh, some people are going to obviously have very shortened mm. windows of earning yes. potential in this weird system where the game is devalued. Yeah. No, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. Uh, does it need, you know, it's, it's easy to say this, but does it does it need the... The federal government to step in with some sort of with a of, grant, with, yeah, with some yeah. sort of top up. Now I'd see aged care got a top up the other day, yeah. and I was thinking, well, yeah. the arts are struggling as well; they've got nothing. <clears throat> no, aged care, great, you know, it yeah. deserves to be supported. The arts get nothing, yes. and sport. I, I'm not sure, apart from Shotgun McKenzie's excellent work with those grants for Dunny Blocks, mm. whether sport's got anything out of this, uh, you know, the government at all. <laughs> I, I don't think it has HG, No. No, no, that, that, that's what I mean. <clears throat> um, the arts are obviously disadvantaged. Uh, sport is very much disadvantaged, as, as we know. No audience, you see, to no both. Audience. No, no, no. As for aged care, uh, I mean, the queue of those putting their hands up wanting to get involved in the aged care industry is getting pretty short, isn't it? It is. It is. They've had a run of outs, haven't yes, they? Yes, they have. They have. Um, look, I'm not sure where this ends, though. No. Because... Obviously, the well, it go- ends with the reinstatement, as Nathan Buckley has said, with the reinstatement of normalcy, isn't it? Haven't we got to get to the point where we forget that this bloody virus ever existed and we just go on as normal? You, go, go, Everyone's go- class A. Well, isn't that what we want? Hang well, on, we, we've well, just- although I noticed Rob has said that there's, oh, I think it was Rob that said there's nothing says class A like a one way ticket, ticket to Tamworth. <laughs> Bludging on the blind side as a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. Roy, we have a number of ways to get in touch with the show, including RoyNHG at abc.net.au. Um, has anything come in on the um, the Mojo Wire there? Uh, yes, I do have uh, some correspondence here, HG, from Matt. The boys have been utilising the open source code of the COVID app uh, and I'd encourage everyone to download that terrific COVID app. Uh, he'd, uh, what he's suggesting is a uh, an app he's called Grubsafe. Mm-hmm. It alerts you if you're in the range of a Storm, Bulldogs or Souths player for 15 minutes. So the ding, ding, it'll go off so you know to be mindful. Mindful, beautifully put. Now, yeah. can I point out that um, in the past mm. we've urged publicans yes. to alert the patrons in a bar or drinking or establishment club, or yeah. club that mm. rugby league players are present on the premises. Mm. Mm. Now, this app could save oh, yes. 
So much. I mean, bar staff don't have time to make public service announcements all the time. No, they don't. Uh, but this no. app could it would, revolutionise. Would relieve, would relieve them of that onerous duty. It would. And it, <coughs> and let's face it, of course, it's embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, some people yeah. take well, offence. You, you just get a little discreet beep. beep on your phone and you know, okay, we better go now. <laughs> excellent. It's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Very, uh, very elegant. And... Uh, uh, Rob, who describes himself as a Class B citizen, mm-hmm. uh, suggests Class B. That's Class pretty B. high up, isn't it? It is. I mean, yeah. I think I'm O. Uh, he's described himself. Uh, he, he's saying that the bludgers at the game they play in heaven. I think he's referring to the greatest game of all. Should change the name of their game to Rugby Onion. <laughs> he says, "Let's face it. The way the game is going brings a, a tear to the eye." So that's nice. that's lovely, isn't it? Mm, yes, that's a sort of a a terrific rebadging of yeah. something. And let's face it, I think that could talk to kids. Yeah, it could. I uh, want to play rubber onion. <laughs> well, they know a lot more about onions than they do about the game. That's true. Now, I did get a, a, a follow up on the scones. The um, oh, I people thought you were suggesting Moran put an onion in a scone now. Wow, God, it wouldn't surprise me. You mean bake a scone around an onion? Yeah. Hang on, that's Moran. <laughs> What an idiot. Now, this is um, somebody's got in touch from Dalesford. Yes. and uh, Beautiful they, part of the world, Dalesford. It's, 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 you can get a great tarot reading there, HG. It's very sort of new age. Right. Spas? Spas. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Well, this is a, a, a cafe or a, a, you know, sort of mm-hmm. pop-up truck in a caravan. Oh, yeah. Looks like they might be Collingwood supporters from the... Colours they're using. The bunting, yeah. The bunting. And they mm-hmm. they seem to have a terrific range of things at this caravan, including cheese scones, they assure Oh, me. well, there's nothing like a cheese scone. Yeah, I know. I, that's well, one well, of your hot with a little bit of butter on it, with a cup of tea or cup. Well, nothing like it. You don't need to embellish it, do you? You don't. It's perfect in itself. You don't. It's perfect and in itself. The person there, Georgie Leach, says she makes a mean cheese scone. Right. In Dalesford. So if people are roaming around. Well, there's around, plenty of cheese. You've got a lot of what I describe as know. cheese choice in cheese Dalesford. Cheese so cheese so if you wanted a, a really sharp cheddar, mm-hmm. you'd have no trouble sourcing it there, HG. And? Um, Ted is suggesting uh, that you could batter a traditional song, uh, scone, and then deep fry it. Have you tried that? No, I haven't. I, I, Do you I, think I, Moran's going to I think try that's it? a message for Moran. Isn't it? Moran, if you're going to be a complete idiot... Go the whole hog. Go the whole hog. Now, get, would, get your fish, turn it into a scone and deep fry it in batter. Now, what would that be called? And throw a bit of bloody lemonade in it. What hmm? would that be called, though? That's a challenge for the listeners. Right. The deep fried scone. We need a name for the deep... Something Australian, obviously. Uh-huh. I think in the old days they used to deep fry Mars bars. I'm not sure they if they did. still They did. That. They did. It's more a, a Scottish tradition, yes, that, I, I think. Say, yes. yes. Very um, cold nights, you know, you think, ooh, what would... Deep fried. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing you. better. Uh, now, look, one thing before we go on is, is I must uh, and give a shout out to the Adelaide plumbing community oh, yeah. because Matt Leo mm-hmm. has fulfilled his dream. I mean, he was doing S-bends and, you know, washers or, you know, replacing yes. ceramics and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And now all of a sudden he's he's made it into the NFL, the National Football League in America, yeah. uh, at, after the uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles took him as part of the league's international pathway. I didn't know this was going on. I had no idea. International What's pathway What's his role, He's a kicker or is he? Or no, no, no. Or? He he looks to me as though he's, uh, he's uh, let me just give you his stats, 201 centimetres tall, 125 kilograms. Mm. He's going to join fellow Australians Jordan 
Malata, I hope, and punter, uh, if I've got that pronunciation right, punter Cameron Johnston on the Eagles squad. Right. He quit his plumbing job, moved to the US, played defensive end at Iowa State for three years. Right. He was one of the four international athletes picked from nine who participated mm. in this year's Pathway program. So defensive end. Isn't that terrific? Now, from plumber to defensive end, yeah. it's a great story, isn't it? It is a great story. And he'll be able to uh, get a bit of uh, sparky work, you'd imagine, in the United States while he's there. He, I mean, the, the wiring can't be that different. I mean, the plugs, sure, the plugs are going to be different. Can I point out he's a plumber, not an Oh, sorry, yeah. plumber. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for him to go. Well, well American. I suppose their gauges, their, their gauges of pipes would be pretty similar, wouldn't they? Or I they, think they're, they're imperial. They're imperial. Yes. And certainly, you know, they'd but be... But still, Stilson's can go around Well, anything. they talk all languages. Yeah, they they talk all pipes. They do. And if he, if he was able to just maybe refit the Eagles change rooms uh, the Aussie way. Yeah. You know, I no dripping taps. No dripping you know. taps. Flushes work. Yeah. <laughs> How to build a healthy community? Form a club. Build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, Roy, we flagged this away at the uh, top of the show and it's concerning the World Surf League, which has been owned for six years. I didn't realise this by billionaire Dirk Ziff, who I know you know very well. Yeah. His wife, Natasha, and the little-known Terry Hardy. I, I know bugger all about Terry Hardy. He's a real well, He's a bit of a mystery man, yes. <laughs> he's the faceless man, isn't he? Of world of surfing. Of world surf, yeah. Now, but Ziff, he's right out front, isn't he? Ziff, yeah, in board shorts. You know, mm. he looks like a winner. Mm. Uh, now, <clears throat> as we know, the World Surf League... Uh, decision about who's the boss, as in the champion each year, mm. is decided on points accrued over the uh, events. Yes. Now, I think there's 10 events for women and might be 11 for men. Don't quote me on that. I think I've got that here somewhere. But one year or a couple of years, uh, for instance, it's been decided with people sitting in the clubhouse mm-hmm. because they, as the results fell, they yep. didn't have to get in the water. Yep. Uh, I think famously Joel Parkinson was uh, one of those. Right. Uh, in it 2012. seems unsatisfying. It does. It? Yes. To the fans. To the fans. And, and fans, yeah. 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 People who support the sport who yep. go to the beach week in, week out, trying to improve their nose riding, you know, sure. to get a start in the tour, et cetera. Yep. So Parkinson was awaiting his heat on the veranda of, of his wine house when he found out that he won the world championship. Apparently the same thing happened to John John Florence when he won one of his world titles. He was oblivious because he wasn't on the beach at the time. Now, there are... Well, see, that's not right, is it? It's not right. No, that's... Fancy I not knowing you're the world champion. I couldn't have put it better. That's not right. Hmm. Now, we have... Uh, there. Are, incidentally, there's no details about how this competition is going to be worked out except to say hmm. that they're going to try and run it. So a sort of final series, yes. maybe based on the last four standing, which reduced two in the end to paddle out for a granny. Right. Now, there's no details about how the surfers will qualify. Uh, the uh, Ziff team have been very, very silent about the qualification process and nothing from Terry Hardy. No. You know, usually when Ziff's pretty stum, yeah. Hardy steps up with a big blab, but mm-hmm. not on this occasion. No. Um, now, we'll qualify for the single-day showdown or its relationship with the existing championship tour events from, say, Bells, Mio, Rip Curl, Pro Portugal, Portugal, the Billabong Pipeline Masters in Hawaii. They'll be worked out over the next two months after extensive consultation. Who with? 
Yeah. Who's going to consult here? Sure. Now, sure. it, it's a baffling thing, but what do you think about it this? Is. I mean, standards. Well, it's always difficult. It's, I mean, it, change, it, it, people don't yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's like your, your home and away fixtures, both with the AFL and the rugby league. Mm-hmm. You know, with the rugby league, you're the minor premiers, so you win the JJ Gilton and Shield. Correct. But no one really wants that. No. They want to win the grand final. The big Watu. That's the big, the big dance. Yeah, the big dance. Yeah, right. same in the AFL. Yeah. Sure, you can, you know. Head the home and away if you want to. And it's but... always difficult, isn't it, actually, in the home and away. What if you're, you know, 40 points ahead of your... I know. And then you go into the grand final and you, you just lose. have one dud game. I know. That has happened. That has happened. Yeah. And and I don't know what you do about that uh, unless you have, you know, a, a grand final is best two out of three. Yeah. But then that's unsatisfying mm. and you've got to shift Christmas again and all of that. I know, which we tried which last week. Which we tried week. last week. We only found one person interested yeah. in shifting Christmas, really. That's right. To February the 25th. I think that's it was. right. I think it was. Yeah. So, so it is difficult. But, but – You'd have to say that the surfing is still young enough, probably to accept change. To accept change. Yeah, we see from twenty twenty one, a single day event will decide. Mm. uh, This is Heath Gilmore writing for the Nine newspapers. Will decide the championship of surfing for both genders, awarding the title to the best performance in the last heat of the season. Right. The revamp will dovetail with uh, obviously the first appearance of the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. When you have the two best surfers going for the world title in the water, even the most tangential surf fan will be, you know, their their imagination will be captured. Mm. These moments that break out the surfing ecos, out of the surfing ecosystem, they get national, you know, news, national attention across global news, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, 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 yep. Now, Now, as uh, Ziff indicated where this, what I'm calling a grand final, could it happen in Australia, maybe at Bells or something like that? Well, it could. The difficulty is... Um, They'd want to go to Hawaii or somewhere more. Well, I think they need yeah. to more pop. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with bells. Don't no. get me wrong. I mean, people at the surf coast will be yes. riding in in droves saying yeah. theirs is the best. Or we find somewhere new, like, say, Avoca Beach. Avoca Beach. The world surfing title comes <laughs> to Avoca Beach. Well... Yeah, no, I know. Or maybe you could get bids, a bit like uh, oh, the Olympics, you know, yeah, Gold Coast putting his hand up for 2033. With Peter Beatty. With Peter Beatty at the hill. <laughs> Everyone loves that. That's great. You could have a committee, say, at uh, Avoca, Avoca yeah. Beach. Yeah. The Avoca Beach Surf Title, title committee. committee. Yeah. People seconded, maybe <laughs> Jim Molan getting involved. Does Jim indicate he's interested? Well, <laughs> I think so. Gee, if Jim's right behind it, I'm, I'm really on board yeah, now. Okay. Well, you see, that's the way it works. Avoca, what, next year? Well, 2021's the suggestion. 2021 for Avoca. Yes. Now, the one thing here is could we go to one of those surf pools so oh. we know – we know we're going to get surf. Well, like we they know. have in Japan. Well, they have them all over the place. Do There's they? one uh, in near uh, near Erina. Well, Erina, is it got a surf? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> now, what's well, near Tullamarine? Tullamarine, yeah, you can fly in, have a surf, and fly out if you're class if A. If you're class A, yeah. Now, well, that sounds convenient in terms of you know this sort of thing. Yeah, you if, can fly the, you know, the combatants yes. in for want of a better way of putting it. Yep, and the, keep them. Yeah, moving on. Yes. Now, the one thing here, though, is would um, would you feel as though the vagaries of nature need to be? The surf pool churns out wave after wave after wave, dollar All up identical. and off you go. You know what you're getting. Yeah. yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah. But well, you don't get that at Avoca. Some days there'll be no surf. 
<laughs> no, you know. I understand this. Yeah. Could I suggest a, a, a elegant solution is mm. an artificial reef built into the ocean. Yes. Now, I think this has been tried before. I'm mm. not sure. In fact, I think there's one in Western Australia, but I can't can't be sure how it right, works. Right, with tyres and things. Well, actually, yes, yeah. so unfortunately, I have built artificial That's reefs from the tyres. say, yes. uh, I've got some experience with <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> uh, not sure about the science There might be it. some pushback from locals who don't like the idea of a lot of tyres being dumped. No, no. You know, say at Avoca, you'd have to get approval. Well, I think the shark tower. Community on side. Tell you what would be good at Evoker is that out the front of the shark tower, you might be able to get something going. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Because on a you know certain swell direction, you'd probably get quite a good wave there if you had a decent yes. bank for it to work on. Sure, sure, sure. Would there be enough infrastructure at Evoker? I know they've got that lovely cinema there, haven't they? That very yeah, historical the, cinema. Historic cinema. Yes, the Evoker cinema. Yeah. It's those great films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that to build on yeah. in terms of the lure. Of mm-hmm. getting the surfing community interested in. You mean they could have the event and have pictures of it for people who didn't want to go out in the sun? Maybe. Oh, I'm just thinking, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah trying yeah, to join yeah. the dots here. Yeah, it is. It is a sort of. Um, it is sort of tantalising because it go, could go in any direction. Mm. And would you know? Do you think um, what would I call it? You know. Television, television industries yeah. want to get these pictures because they'd be assured of a great result, not having poor old Joel Parkinson sitting on his front porch. No. As the, uh, you know. Well, I think people want to see a champion crowned. The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side. Now, of course, uh, horse racing, well, it's easy to decide who wins there and Adam Carney has had a great one with the number 11. Mm. Anything significant uh, that the uh, Murdoch press got this, anything significant that happens to me, 11 seems to come up. Uh, Carney said uh, recently, it's a spiritual number, a guiding number, but it's hard to talk about because people might think you're nuts. Right. Now, let me me set it out. It's a spiritual number. Yeah, spiritual number, a guiding number. Hard to talk about because people might think you're nuts. Mm, Now, in numerology, not a subject I'm all that familiar with, the Mm. number 11 is a master number, which signifies intuition, insight and enlightenment. A master number? Yeah. When paired with, Mm. uh, together, 1111, get it, to... Two 11s, yeah. 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 What's that, Supermaster? That's Supermaster. I'll give you an idea how big it is. When paired together, 11-11 is said to be a clear message from your spirit guides Mm. and the universe to become conscious and aware. Look, I'm all for taking psychedelics to improve mental performance. Sure. I've been doing it for years myself. Uh, But this is going way too far. Well. It's overdosing. Yeah. So what happens here is... Uh, hang on, hang on. How, how does this work? How does this, Who's getting in touch with, with me if I come across the 11, number 11. 11 or something? Well... Is this some spirit guide getting in touch with me? Well, I don't... What am I, how am I meant to respond to the spirit yeah. guide? By being aware. It's not as though it's uh, got a name or a presence. It's just a system. Oh. 
you know, so as in there's another essential element to this story. It began 30 years ago. Mm. Greg Hickman, this is sidebar issue here, yeah. Greg Hickman was training a small team in the bush at the time when he was offered an opportunity to work at the big city stable Warwick Farm. Hickman accepted the job knowing his life was changing forever as he watched his hometown of Gunnedah disappearing in the rearview mirror. Yeah, You can see it now, Gunnedah yeah. in the rearview mirror. Hickman glanced at the clock on the car dashboard. It read... 11 past 11. Thanks very much. See, you're on board. Wow. You know, you, I didn't... I, there was no, 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 that's scary. Scary. <laughs> isn't it? I mean, the, the, the number 11 is fascinating, isn't it? I, I was just... You, look, I was, I, was, I was just thinking about this the other day. Do you know that Don Bradman was never on 11 runs? When he got out. No, no, no. At ever. any time. Ever. He always, ever. He, always he was always nine it. or 10 or and 13. then to 12. Uh, off he'd go. Never 11. Isn't that Never extreme? once. Isn't that incredible? How did you work that out? I just looked it up. Oh. You know, did the Don ever, was the Don oh, ever Googled. on 11? Googled it, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, fair I enough. Mean, that's all he's got to now, do. As fate would have it, remember he's leaving the town at 11 yeah. 11. As fate would have it, these two men, this is uh, Adam Carney and uh, Greg Hickman, mm-hmm. were lunching on the Gold Coast two years ago. The day before Hickman trained Parada, part owned by Carney, was due to contest the Rich Magic Millions three year old guineas. I asked Greg if Parada would win mm-hmm. when he said, I have something to tell you. I've got a thing about the number 11. Mm. You know. Yeah, as you my do. Wa- my wife, Taylor, thought this was a G-up and she said, you two have spoken about this before. I told Taylor, I swear we hadn't. Yeah. And then I told Greg I had the same issue with number 11. So two of them wow. with the same issue with number 11. Wow. Gunnedah. Rainbow the, connection. Rainbow connection through the number. When Parada The spiritual won- guides at the same time, each of their own spiritual guides were saying they had to be equally conscious at the same time. Is that how it works? I think that's right. Now. So where did it end up? Well, it's a what hell of a mean? story. What's it mean? How did the numbers express themselves in terms of winnings? Okay, that's that's the nub. Yes. Right. When Parada won his first race, he was a 11 to 1 chance. When he won his first group race, group, uh, you know, yeah. one or whatever it was, he came out of barrier. 11. Thanks very much. When he won his final race, the Red Zell Stakes, yeah. his starting position was gate. 11. And when Parada ran away with his only Group 1 win, the, uh, the 2019 All-Age Stakes, yeah. it was... 11. Years. Oh, after his, Lord. After his father died. 11 years time. after his father died? 11 years after his father died. What are the chances of that? <laughs> Sometimes you sort of... Feel as though you're pushing. This yeah, a bit, I know, you? I know. But, but stick with us. I know. But the thing is, HG, as I often say to kids, you know, who are interested in these sorts of things, I often say, "All right, imagine what happened today, eleven years ago." You know, and they say, "Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's when we didn't buy a car, that's or right. something like that." Yeah, you know, or the, or the scones were burnt, or something like that. Or we deep-fried the scones. We deep-fried the scones and we were all sick. Yeah. <laughs> Carney recalled that everything seemed to, to be in sync going into the Magic uh, Million three years ago. Oh, so, sorry, the Magic Million guineas two years ago. It was like nothing could go wrong. I remember we were staying at this hotel and they let me park in the same spot each morning because we were going to track work at 4 a.m. Yeah. Then I'd drive back to the hotel at 5.30 a.m. But one morning there was a car in my spot with the number plates. 11. 11. Well done. 11, oh, 11. Good. What was it doing there? Abbreviation. Who was driving it? 
these were abbreviations for 1111. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ELVN, you know, twice. Oh, yeah, you gotcha, yeah. gotcha, yeah, yeah. Now, that same week, Carney and Hickman purchased a Fastnet rock yearling at the Magic Million Sales. With everything that was happening in his life, Carney and Hickman, uh, when it came to naming, the yearling was obviously 1111. Yeah. That's what they had to call it. Mm. There was a certain synchronicity about the purchase of the yearling. I was the underbidder for the horse, but he wasn't sold on the day. You understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, as the day progressed, I hadn't bought a horse and when I got back to my hotel, Taylor asked, that's his missus, what happened? And I, I said, I haven't bought a thing. Mm. She would have been shocked, wouldn't she? She would have, yeah. What, you've come home empty-handed, no horse? Where's my horse? <laughs> Stunned. I opened the catalogue and came to the page of the Fastnet Rock Keeling and I kept saying to myself, I should have bought it. Yeah. Taylor said to ring Greg back and tell him you wanted to buy the horse and I rang Greg and asked him if he could get contact the breeder and tell him I'm happy to pay a quarter of a mil for it. Yep. Greg said, no, we're not paying. Why didn't you offer him 11000 or something? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or 110000 Yeah. Now, uh, if I've got the numbers right there. Anyway, Greg, no, we're not paying a quarter of a million for it but, but I said, Greg, please do it for me. Then a little later, Greg rang back and said, you owe me 10000 as I got the horse for 240000 We had to name it 1111. Oh, what a magical story. Mm. And, you know, the funny thing is most jockeys have stories about numbers, Do they? don't they? Yeah, yeah. Do they? They don't often uh, uh, the evolve, is... evolve a number as powerful as 11. No. They, sometimes they're lesser numbers, you know, like seven. Yeah. Which is a number I've always had trouble with over the years. I hate seven. Yeah, don't know why. Well, that's because Bruce McAvaney's on it. And remember yeah. all those times you put Bruce McAvaney on with the Rooting King and the oh, and he's the on job. seven. He's is on that seven. why I don't like that bloody Sunrise Show? <laughs> is that it? Yeah, Koshy and them. Yeah. Oh no, you can't stand them because no. they're on seven. Yeah. But I tell you what works for you is twenty-seven, doesn't it? Oh, 27. 27. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. you know. The boys. Uh, it's my lucky charm. Yeah, fractious and uh, you know fractious yeah. Bruce and Weed always yeah. you know twenty-seven. They they were over the moon when they drew twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or it was yeah. 27 start. Always sure, did it. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know it's incredible, 27. It is amazing. And I've often discussed this with mathematic, ma- mathematicians. Yes. You know, I often say to them, I love your work because I know how important numbers are. The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, look, there's a suggestion from Malcolm HG. He says that um, US traders, you've got to remember that due to water going down the plug hole in the opposite direction to uh, Australia, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. know, because of gravity, mm-hmm. just works the other way, doesn't it? Our traders need to operate in a mirror-reversed environment. Right. And so you'd have to have a mirror, w- otherwise you'd feel weird with the water going around the wrong way. But would that mean threads were... No, 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 I don't think it affects threading. It's, it's, no, 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 no. No, it's just the water going down the bowl. Right. It can put you off. <laughs> it can, you know? can. Yeah. Well, you're used to the carpet going in a certain direction on the flash. Well, that's it. You know, just yeah. imagine. That's how weird it is when it's going wrong. Yeah. You think you're going mad. I know. You'd have to step back and yeah. think about it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, Andrew's been in touch. She, he says Coriolis is the reason the water goes down the drain in different directions in the northern and southern hemispheres, not gravity. What does that mean? Well, what a good question. And what does happen on the equator? 
Does it go in? Just with, stays there. Just stays there. Yeah. It just goes down evenly, perhaps. Now, <clears throat> uh, although this hasn't come. Coriolis, I must yeah. get. Yeah, the facts. Yeah, Coriolis, get involved. That's right. (laughs) And try and do it at your place. Yes. I suppose there'd be a few plumbers listening who'd know all about Coriolis. They'd they'd probably taught that. Well, they'd have to be. It wouldn't come naturally. No. Now, apparently at Sandown, number 11's just won. I wouldn't know what race we're up to there because of my eyes taken elsewhere. But that's a good get for the 11 It is, us. isn't it? And Ben of Sunrise Beach uh, puts the question, what would Gough Whitlam have had to say about this 11-11 business? Mm. Oh. Such a powerful number, isn't it? It is. It, it, I hadn't when thought you about think about it. 11-11. Yeah, we never think about it, do we? No. Well, we are now. Exactly. And it's a very sober consideration, isn't it? It is. I, I, you know, look... I'm looking at numbers differently now. You know, uh-huh. every now and again you don't think of numbers at all. And every now and again you think. Well, you've always, even yeah. in the show, revealed that problem you've always had with seven. Yeah. Remember when the king used to mm-hmm. get in barrier seven? You'd scratch the horse straight away. Straight away. Well, I always and no liked, questions asked. The only thing I like doing, HG, is tackling a number seven because you always gave them, gave them something special because they were little. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know if we can explain this, but. As you know, uh, Skid Marks over at nine is trying to drag the whole... Hang on. Sorry. Rod Laver won 11 Grand Slam titles, mm. as did Bjorn Borg. <whistles> I mean, this is just getting too scary, isn't it? I know. I wish we hadn't opened this camera. I know. Once. I tell you what, let's... You, you can see how... how cults begin, can't you? You can. It'll be so easy to start a cult. Number 11 cult. The number 11 cult. Mm. Now, hang you on. You know, because there are a lot of people, gullible people in the world who could be easily switched on and turned on to this sort of thinking, you know. Are there yeah. gullible people? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people who think Class A is okay. Yeah. Whatever happened to Covis 11? Covis 11? <laughs> or COVID 11? COVID 11, even I know. better. So are you seeing this 19 not indicating a year but mm. indicating the number of times this virus has been loose in the world? No, I'm not suggesting that at all. Well, but, you but, can. Well, I could. I, 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 won't, I won't disagree with yeah. you. Yeah. But all I'm suggesting is if COVID-19 was COVID-11, it'd be a hell of a lot more powerful and we've just got to be thankful that it's not. No, that's beautifully put. Now, can I just say 11? When's the 11th of May come up, for instance? That'd be a... I'm just, I'm just yeah, going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going. Yeah, right. Are you seeing people maybe nuding up and dancing around a, a kerosene flame? I'm not sure. That sort of thing. And what, covering themselves in pig fat? Well, that'll be two for a start. <laughs> that'll be for a start. Is that what elevenists get up and, to? And maybe playing them, I don't know. They, they catch a fish, turn it into a scone, cover themselves in pig fat and light a fire. <laughs> Is that it? And play Bon Jovi really loud. <laughs> I mean, just to start with, I mean, yeah. all of a sudden you've got the elements. You've got your fish. Yeah. You've got your, you know, your obviously. Well, we're starting to get rules. Rules. For oh. how 11s behave. That's fantastic. And look, we, we've only been working you on can this. Do it. I know. Okay. The 11th of every month. Every month's got an 11 in it. And People do, forget that. And we've only been working People on think, this. People oh, no, I can just skip straight from nine to nine. Like the they dog can't. Dog. No, you can't. Now, That's and, temporal reality. And we've only done this for 11 seconds. Imagine what happens if we did it for 11 hours. Whoa. Imagine the ideas, the rules we could come up with in 11 hours. Yeah, it's a fascinating problem. Now, I was going to start on this topic, which I think I'll have to hold over because it's got to do with dragging mm-hmm. the television broadcasters. Oh, over the line. Over the line in the rugby league, but the yeah. television's really digging their heels in. Yeah. And I noticed that 
and skid marks over at night when mm. skid marks appropriate when he's being dragged yeah. and skid marks are really digging in. Um, he's saying that he wants to obviously, let's say they're only playing three quarters of the season. He only yeah. wants to pay three quarters of the money, which seems to be fair enough. Yeah. But he wants thrown into the deal is the uh, the website work from the digital aside ah. of the NRL's output, which apparently uh, ah. has 1.6 million account holders yeah. and is the largest social media footprint, 5 million people, of any sport in the country. Wow. Now, the proposal fits in. That's got to be worth a fortune. Well, that's that's what he's suggesting. So would you get stuff like the uh, Cleary TikTok videos? Oh, you get all of that. So people can watch that on Channel 9. Well, through Channel 9. So as oh. Channel 9's advertising spread can go. Yeah. This is just me making things up here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't want to give Skid Marks ideas. No. But they would be able to put, well, let's say. would love to be able to see it. But you can see it on YouTube. Why would you bother going to Channel 9 and asking Skid, can I look at it? Right. Forget YouTube. This has just come down to your television. Yeah, right. You, you know, less. Well, you don't even have to ask for it. It's just there. Just there. <laughs> just there. With the coals out on either <laughs> side of it. Uh, and something to do with advertising other programs like League, you know, in the League. Ah, you know, with you. Laughing in the League, Fatty and Chook, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah, be able yeah. to get another program. Look, right. unfortunately, all these uh, issues will have to remain sort of where they are for the moment, but mm. that 11, hasn't that given you something to think about? It certainly has. I what's, mean... What's the date today? Is today the second? No, I don't think so. Uh, isn't that weird? I think it is. Oh, the second? Yeah. So nine days' time. You got it. Uh, that's it for Bludging on the Blind Side for this week. Join us next week when we'll bludge on the blind side all over again. Bye now. This is the Church of Football Redemption. Bludging on the blind side with the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut. It's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.